The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting, designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. It's been a difficult year for investors in Chinese stocks and ETFs. We've seen dramatic changes to China's regulatory landscape, which have upended China's technology sector, and even the very listing of Chinese stocks on U.S. exchanges. So today's ETF battle is between EMQQ and KWeb. It's Crane Shares versus EMQQ. This is going to be good. Stick around. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Rhonda Leggy. If you're here for the first time, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way you don't miss any of our fine programs like this one. And if you'd like to see a certain ETF battle, well, you know the drill. Give us your ticker symbols. Hit us up on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide, or you can do so in the comment section below this video. Again, that's your homework assignment. You give us the tickers and we'll take a look at it. Now, today's contest is between KWeb from Crane Chairs and the EMQQ ETF, the Chinese technology and internet sector has been hit hard by China's fast-moving regulatory climate. Now, none of this changes the fact that China is still an economic force to be reckoned with, and their impact on the global e-commerce and technology market is absolutely undeniable. But is there light at the end of the tunnel? Well, helping us to judge today's battle is none other than Eric Balchunas at Bloomberg and Jessica Ferringer at ETF.com. The best in the business. Judges, great to see you. Thanks, Ron. It's good to be here. Hey, Ron. Thanks. So we've got our four battle categories, cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then the mystery battle category, where you, our judges, can pick that single factor or multiple factors to make your persuasive arguments. And uh, we're going to kick off this battle with the first category, which is cost. So, Eric, get us started. Who wins the battle? Uh, probably KWeb, just based on the two most important metrics for cost, which is expense ratio. Um, in that one, KWeb is 70 basis points. I mean, that's not cheap. Um, but this is kind of an exotic, hot, saucy area where the returns can far outweigh it, which is why a lot of people overlook that fee. But 70 bips is not cheap, but it is cheaper relative to EMQQ, which is 86. Um, in addition, KWeb trades at a penny spread, which converts to about one or two basis points, whereas uh, EMQQ trades, at least on our system, at, a, at about four cents. So you're looking at like maybe another 10 or 15 basis points on top of that. That's a one-time fee, but I would say based on those two, it's a clear, easy win for KWeb. Thank you, Eric. We shift next to Jessica. How do you see it when it comes to cost? Yep, I agree with everything Eric said. Um, 
looking at expense ratio and spread, K-Web wins on both counts. So it's my winner for the cost category as well. Next up is exposure strategy. And we're going to dissect the differences between these two ETFs. So Jessica, uh, give us your analysis, please. So these ETFs do have some pretty significant differences from one another when it comes to exposure. You know, K-Web's kind of a pure play on uh, overseas listed Chinese internet companies, where EMQQ is a little broader. It tracks a cap-weighted index of companies with revenues from internet and e-commerce in emerging markets. Um, so it includes some of the same companies that are held within K-Web, but it also has like online advertising, uh, gaming, things like that in there. So altogether, EMQQ is more diversified um, by region and also with what it's offering exposure to. Um, there is a lot of overlap between the portfolios. There's five names that show up in the top 10 of both ETFs. Uh, but I think we've seen, especially this year, how risky it can be to have an ETF concentrated in China and especially in one sector. So I have to say I like EMQQ just having that more diversified portfolio. Thank you, Jessica. That takes us next to Eric for Exposure Strategy. Give us uh, your take, Eric. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. This is a tough one for me. Um, uh, I, you know, I think I have to go with EMQQ because, it, you know, tech isn't just limited to China, even though that's a big, a big part of it and a lot of great companies come out of China. But, you know, look, on EMQQ, South Korea is an, a 10% allocation. India is 8.6%. Um, and then you've got... Um, little Latin America in there, even Brazil's in there, little Russia. Um, again, some people actually may not, may not want any of that exposure, but for people searching that out, I, I believe it's better. The caveat to this is if you are, you know, looking for something that, uh, you know, can, can really complement your portfolio, I, I feel like EEM and K-Web together might work a little better because there'd be less overlap. Uh, that's a little complex, but I do think that's a consideration because most people own like a broad emerging markets ETF. So I, I still have to give it to EMQQ because, you know, I'll read uh, stories about India and some of these other countries. Um, some of the growth spurts they could see are going to be great. And honestly, China Internet had a really good run already, although it's getting crushed this year. It, it had a great run. So I think I like the diversification going forward um, and would agree that EMQQ has it. Thank you, Eric. We next move to performance, which uh, is going to really give us some more insight into how these two ETFs have done historically. Keep in mind about performance that, uh, that that's historical. What happens in the future, no one knows. And sometimes it plays out where history rhymes. Sometimes it doesn't. But Eric, you're still up. Give us your analysis in terms of performance, how do these two ETFs look against each other? Yeah, I mean, it depends on when you look. These two things are just, um, you know, they're pretty correlated. Um, but like, for example, this year, they're both, it's, they're both in the doghouse. Uh, uh, EMQQ is 32% down, but KWeb's 47% down. So you would have done better with EMQQ. But let's go back, say, five years, um, and you see that EMQQ is up 91% versus 21% for K-Web. So if I go back to the furthest possible time is 2014, you still have EMQQ on top. Um, so I think, you know, if, although if you, if you go back like 10 years and then you pick an ending date of like say last year, uh, K-Web starts to outperform. So it's K-Web's recent drawdown that has hurt its long-term performance. And I think this just speaks to the fact that you're buying China 
I mean, China is is a big is a big wild card here. Uh, whereas EMQQ might have a little more solidarity because there's more countries involved. So I would I would give the uh, this is tough. I I don't know. I have to give it a tie. I think the volatility of KWeb is a, a, I think you want volatility in a product like this, but EMQQ is probably going to be served better because of that diversification. But it depends on the time period. But EMQQ lately, I think, would have to take the winner here for performance simply because it, it had a, a, a smaller drawdown and that made all the difference long term. Excellent. Thank you, Eric. Jessica, how do you see it when it comes to performance? Yeah. So as Eric said, neither fund is having what I would call a good year um, with KWeb down nearly 50% and EMQQ down 32%. And just for context, EEM, which is, you know, the broad-based emerging market ETF is down like four and a half percent. So these, these specific ETFs within emerging markets have just been absolutely crushed. Um, If I had to pick a winner here, I would say EMQQ just because it's the least bad of the two. (laughs) All right. Very good. Thank you, Jessica. Now we move to our mystery battle category where our judges can pick a factor or multiple factors they they, they feel are important to today's matchup. So Jessica, what is your battle? What is your mystery battle category? What is it and who wins it? So my mystery category for this matchup is flows. You can't talk about KWeb this year with talking about flows. Money just keeps pouring into this thing. It's about $8 billion in inflows since the beginning of the year, with a lot of that coming in the second half of the year after performance really started to drop. It's like the definition of the buy-the-dip mentality going on. It's truly been amazing to see how much money is pouring into that. So mystery categories, flows, my winner is KWeb. Yeah, that is amazing too. I do have to say, I, I, uh, it, it's mind-boggling. This is what almost an eight billion dollar fund. I mean, I didn't realize. I had to double check. I, I, I thought there was a misprint, but it's correct. It's almost eight billion. Eric, you're up next. What is your mystery battle category, and who wins it? Yeah, just real quick on the size of KWeb. It's the biggest China ETF by over a billion now. That is insane. I remember when this came out, a reporter at Bloomberg, they were like, China Internet? That's stupid. Um, Because it it seems so silly in 2014. It was like, oh, ETFs have gone crazy again. China Internet. Now it's the biggest one. That's why, look, KWeb is why I do not laugh at new thematic launches. Well, I might giggle at some, but I don't fully laugh. I give them all their due because you never know. Um, Look, my mystery category on this one is going to be price to earnings ratio. I think if you're looking at these two, KWeb is 62, which is absurd. EMQQ is only half that. Now, there's a lot of weirdness. There could be some companies in here that don't have earnings, and thus the number is even higher than that. But I think in a par- there, that's a parallel look. I think you're going to find EMQQ has price to earnings that are about half of what's in KWeb. And I think that's probably good because if KWeb has taken that much of a beating and it's still at 62 – that tells you how crazy high it was at one point. So I think I'd have to go with EMQQ based on the valuation uh, being a little more attractive here. That's solid analysis. Thank you, Eric. Now we move to the final part of the show where our judges get to give us their overall battle winner. So Eric, give it to us. Um, EMQQ, I think it's a little more diverse. Uh, you know, What if India invents the next big tech company? You don't want to miss that if that's your play. Um, and I think everybody has so much exposure to U.S. tech in their regular funds, or you know the ones they probably have in their core. 
Um, so this gives you a nice slice of the market you probably don't have much exposure to. I like that it has a lot of countries. I like that it's a little cheaper. Um, I don't love the fee. I think 86 bips is, you know, it's just tracking equities. It probably should be like 45, to be honest. But you hold your nose and you buy it because hopefully 86 bips or the 40 bips that I think it's overcharging, that should hopefully be overwhelmed by the performance. Hopefully. Thank you, Eric. Jessica, your opportunity to weigh in with your final battle winner. Yep. So EMQQ is my choice for overall as well. Um, I think having exposure solely to China is just a little bit too risky given the Chinese government's potential to continue to crack down on various companies. And they have signaled that this is likely to continue in the future. Um, EMQQ still lets you have access to that exposure. It does still have pretty substantial China exposure, uh, but with the benefit of a little diversification, which could help smooth that out. So um, EMQQ is my choice. Well, our judges have spoken. And according to my battle scorecard, today's winner is EMQQ. And uh, that particular ETF uh, won in almost all categories, but cost. And our judges made some great, great points um, one of them, of course, being that EMQQ is more diversified. You're getting more exposure uh, to some of those other emerging market countries beyond China, and like India and Brazil and Russia. And I lost count of how many IPOs have come out of India, but it, they've been very brisk and active this year. And uh, that could be a, a sign of things to come as other emerging markets step up to the plate. It's not just a China story. So you get that with EMQQ and, of course, KWeb, you know, being more focused on China only. But, again, um, the asset flows, as Jessica pointed out, into KWeb have been pretty tremendous and pretty mind-boggling. But, again, judges, great job on today's program in terms of breaking it down for us and helping us sort through the chaos and clutter of the ETF marketplace. Thanks, Ron. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Ron. Great to be here. Just uh, by way of reminder, this is the final episode for season two of ETF Battles. So we start next year with season three, and uh, we'll be doing some new things to the show, some some tweaks. We're always looking to improve, but uh, I think it's been a fantastic year, and we certainly appreciate the support from our audience, as well as the outstanding analysis from our judges, judges like Jessica and Eric and, and the many others that have graced the ETF battles field. So we appreciate that. My question to you is this, which ETF battle would you like to see in our next episode? Post your thoughts in our YouTube comment section below. Give us your ticker symbols. You can also find us on Twitter at ETF Guide. Thanks for watching. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Watch the battle before you invest. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. 
For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.